What's up, everybody? This is the Anime Squad Podcast. My name is Robbie. And this is David. And unfortunately, Omar can't make it again this week. Um, he has other important matters to take care of, so he'll definitely be back again next week. Um, we're on week 11. Oh, and before we start, of course, be sure to drop in and join our Discord server. We'd love to have you guys around. Uh, again, just join. Leave any questions or comments or just kind of hang out with us. Definitely would help. All right, I know started this off. We're still doing our two episode thing for uh, for my next life as a villainous, and definitely more plot heavy. This is um with these with these two episodes. The first one uh, showed kind of what happened as a follow up to uh, in general with uh, Katarina, with all the bullies and such talking about um, talking about how. Um, how they were just like listing off all the different like horrible things that Katarina was doing, and my thoughts in general was just about like, hey, you know, <laughs> maybe Katarina's whole uh, whole shtick with this is um, is to just show that like her original personality came back or something. Uh, we don't have any confirmation about that at all, but basically these these girls that were originally bullying Maria. Uh, we're just listing off all of these different horrible things that Katarina did, and how oh Maria, you're the one that was uh, that was being bullied and stuff. But they weren't taking any of that. <laughs> they all the all the guys were just kind of there. Uh, all the group members were all there, and they were you know just kind of like seeing what was going on. And as they were, as as the group and Maria were all like you know, reading through the list and such, they were like nope. That didn't happen at all. What do you know what you guys were talking about? And I was just kind of sitting there just thinking like, man, <laughs> it's like that one scene from Gundam Wing. I was kind of expecting that where like the one scene from Gundam Wing where where, <laughs> where the main character just kind of like rips it up like all stylistically wise. Didn't happen, but regardless, Maria was able to debunk all that. And they they just kind of like darted off as soon as they were just like, oh, oh, I gotta go. I gotta go. Oh, I didn't have nothing to do with this, even though we were the ones that bullied you. <laughs> Um, but there was definitely something sinister going on. They had, like, some, like, weird blackish aura stuff going on with them that only Maria was able to see because they, they, they revealed us kind of, like, what was going on. Uh, not, not this episode, but, again, getting a little bit too out of myself, but it's kind of obvious. It's kind of obvious. Okay, they already established that Maria is able to use light magic, and this, this dark magic stuff is going on. It's because of all the darkness. So... It was kind of obvious that that's the reason why Maria was able to see. But anyway, so Maria was able to see that. And then as the group and everybody was kind of moving around to the courtyard, uh, Maria notices that there was some more dark aura going on. And then my idea was that, okay, she's seeing all this. She, you know, like, oh, she should probably, like, you know, not go out by herself to kind of, like, check it out. That's what me and David were thinking, but then she does. And then I was thinking, okay, you know what? They were probably going to, like, show, like, hey, why isn't Maria coming back? No. Nah. No, nah, they just cut the fat off. They immediately just said, oh, no, no. Maria's gone. It's been two days. <laughs> I was like, damn. <laughs> they did not. They had no chill with that at all. But, you know, for the for the better, too, because they were able to at least progress the plot. Um, but they were just kind of, like, going and moving on with the, search, with the search party and everything like that. And, um... And uh, the the council also, oh, the, the council actually was like they they played like a little bit of a part in this as well uh, during the whole like reading the the whole thing uh, the whole 
list of stuff that Katarina was doing. Uh, that was apparently a Doom flag and such. Uh, so in general, like, Katarina was kind of like thinking, like, man, these Doom flags have been like ticking off. What if it's kind of like doing it to, to all the other characters? So with that precaution in mind, she kind of she needed to kind of like tread her steps a little to kind of like figure out what the hell is going on. Um, and Jordo, you know, being the protective um, fiance that, she, that he is. Uh, he wants to make sure that, like, hey, what, whatever happened, whatever's happening, just don't, don't go off on your own. Have us, or have me, um, kind of help you out, shelter you, and everything. Um, Katarina, being Katarina, she she thought, okay, I'm just by myself. I could walk this off, no problem. Go into my classroom. Hey, this area. This reminds me of the time when I I met with Maria and I became friends with her. Yay! Let's kind of sit down, reminisce, everything. <laughs> and then um, the student, the, the student council president, uh, his name is Sirius. Again, the same guy that was around. Very nice guy, right? Uh oh, he's not. <laughs> he's not a nice guy at all. He he. Um, it's revealed like later because uh, it's revealed in, in that in that. In that whole in that whole like meeting, I guess, because uh, he was right there. He was like, "Hey, Katarina, what are you doing?" Um, he immediately remembers like this past, like one of the past encounters that she had, like in her past life. It's like, "Oh, the secret character." And what was it? David David called us like, "Oh, this guy's this guy's fishy," <laughs> and I thought so too. I, I mean, to, to be to be fair, I thought this guy was maybe like a DLC character, maybe, but no, it turns out he's just a secret character. So you know. Thank, thank God that DRM didn't exist in this game at all. <laughs> and Fortune Lover, because he was in the base game, but he's just a secret character. Uh, but Katarina knows nothing about him, and he brings up, it's like, hey, do you have dark magic? Were you, were you involved in the whole Maria thing? And he's like, no, not at all. Then he immediately just reveals, like, oh, nope, I am. I'm, I'm exactly what you think I am, and guess what? You're about to die. <laughs> <laughs> um but he puts her into a big sleep deep sleep um into a coma and that was the end of that episode <laughs> uh but thank god we watched two episodes here in this podcast since we're catching up because uh, the next very next episode picks up from where we left off um except a little bit differently uh we actually get to see what katarina's past life was like uh, we get to see her whole face and everything and kind of like what she looked like and all, all of her all of her stuff that she did before uh, living her life you know going to school uh, meeting with her meeting up with her friend Achan and running away from dogs because she hates dogs <laughs> all of that good stuff but unfortunately that's because you know she's kind of dreaming it up in a coma all that bad stuff um Jordo, the whole gang is just distraught, and, and rightfully so, because you know you have Maria like just vanishing up and vanishing, and now now Katarina's in a coma. What do you do? Um, and then you kind of have this sweet tender moment where like you see everybody's kind of like flashbacks of how they first met her and how you know she changed everybody's lives, and she was basically like Katarina was basically like the backbone, the stitch, the 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 core of kind of what made this group this group which is funny because in the original in the original game timeline she was like everybody's like just bane of existence nobody liked her at all she was the bad she was a bad guy yeah so it was kind of it's kind of interesting to see kind of like how 
things have changed with all that. And we still get to see, like, more of Achan, like, inhabiting Sophia's body, which is kind of weird. Like, I thought, like, I thought she was reincarnated, but it kind of shows that, like, she has, like, a dual personality, which kind of didn't make sense. Like, they did the whole bit where where Achan was, like, talking to Sophia, like, hey, you know, go go check her, go help her, go check it out. Like, let me talk to her. I didn't get that at all. I thought it was, like... Because I, I figured that Sophia was, like, reincarnated as, like, you know, Achan, but... I don't know. It was it was really weird. It was really really strange. Didn't question it though, but <laughs> kind of did. <laughs> uh, they all go and um, and they they said, okay, you know what? Let's just do it. Teamwork. Let's go. Let's try and wake her up. Not not shake her though, but so let, let Sophia do her magic or whatever. Um, so in the so in that little dream state that um, that uh, Katarina was in, Achan shows up and tells her, hey, this 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 life is gone. This this isn't your life anymore. Your life now belongs there, and your your friends and your everybody's right there. And hey, fortunately, with her, you know, about to wake up and everything, she even reveals like, hey, Maria is in that storage room that the student council president's family apparently made <laughs> in that secret, totally secret storage room that she knew about. Uh, so Achan came in, saved the day. Katarina woke up and everybody had a party except not really because Maria's still missing <laughs> uh, but with that knowledge the, uh, the whole gang was able to uh, you know rally up and uh, and go rescue her because she was all holed up in that in that secret storage room and I was kind of wondering like man what what, what whatever what kind of uh, unknown um, catastrophe has befallen Maria but no she just kind of was changed up to a to a bed. No, 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 not that kind of way. Not that kind of way. She just had her ankle, like, into a bedside. Just letting you know. Just letting you know. Nothing weird happened. She was just, she, she was just kind of, like, held hostage there as, like, you know, like a refugee anyway. Yeah. So that was, like, that one friend. That was, like, that one shot. And then she was immediately just, like, you know, like freed from the chain or whatever. So she's fine. Nothing happened to her. She was just kind of, like, kidnapped there for a few days. But anyway. So Sirius was kind of like down there. Uh, he was kind of like lamenting on the fact that like, uh, my life is uh, is all ruined because uh, I'm you know I'm darkness. It was he had a, a very edgy past, very dark past, and he didn't want anybody to you know understand him. No. So as I guess the darkness is consuming her, Katarina goes and is like, okay, I can I can be the one to save her, and then the episode ends. <laughs> we don't know what's gonna happen. Uh, but what we do know is that we have one episode left and, um, that's going to be, uh, when we're going to figure out what's going to happen. So anyway, moving on to our next episode of anime, we got, uh, Gleipnir and in Gleipnir, we have the aftermath of, uh, whatever the hell happened in the last episode, which was the whole forest fire, uh, which thankfully the whole forest didn't get burned down. Like I thought it would. I don't know if I mentioned it in the last episode, but I thought that, the whole forest was going to be on fire and the animals were all not going to have a home. Fortunately, not the case. It was, the fire was just only big enough to kill off all of um, Madoka, a.k.a. Gorilla Man's men. They're all dead, which is cool. And um, they, they only had like one mention of what happened with the telescope guy. And that was it. <laughs> I love that. Because we, I, 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 didn't, I did not like him at all. Nobody here did. So I'm glad he's gone. And not even mentioned at all. Um, but it was just a really mellow episode all, all around. There was no, like, real big fights or anything like that. 
Um, well, we we get to see uh, the main character is a different person, I guess. Different. Yeah, like Shuichi himself is like more developing into like not 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 to say like a like a like a yandere like you know Claire was, but he's be- definitely becoming more headstrong, more you know quote unquote assertive, I guess. Um, uh, he he's definitely becoming yeah, he more a of a, his own person, person, yeah. Like his own personality changed. Right, yeah. He's he's getting like a more personality shift, which I think, I think what it is is becoming more of like his own original personality since he has his, um, his memory wiped or any or something like that. Um, but overall, though, pretty mellow. It turns out. Oh, we get we get a we get a couple of uh, we get a couple of drops of information. That it turned out Chihiro actually goes to the same school as uh, as as, um, as Shuichi and Claire, um, and overall, yeah, Shuichi. Oh, Shuichi goes to the alien guy. Uh, he finds out more about like you know he he wants to know more about like how he can get himself back to normal, but then he kind of backs off. Uh, but then it also turns out that the because yeah, the, the the reason why he backs off that because he loses what he I guess he gains from his. His new memories, so right? And and the reason why he confronted the alien in the first place was because he found out from that um, from that exchange, like in that from that from that day in school when he first found out, you know, the whole Chiro thing, uh, that his friend Abukawa is was actually part of uh, of Gorilla Man's group, uh, and he was also killed in that forest fire. But it kind of sucks that that was revealed that way. I'm gonna be honest, because we never actually got to see him like in his, you know, in his transformed state or anything. We just saw him burying this dog, and then that was it. <laughs> um, we didn't. I guess he wasn't really that big of a deal of a character. So whatever, just you know, forget him. <laughs> um, so he confronts the alien about it. Shuichi confronts the alien about it, and then as he's going off. He, he and he's realized he's been realizing that like this the sword guy from the from the group actually survives. And he was actually uh, stalking Shuichi, and when Shuichi leads him off into his junkyard, he's like, "Hey, okay, you stop following me now. I know who you. I know who you are." So they have a duel. Uh, you know, the as you know, revenge stories go. It's like, "Oh, you killed my whole family. I don't care about the coins anymore. I'm gonna kill you." It's like, "Oh, you don't have your girl inside you." You're gonna, I'm gonna win, but he doesn't. And as he's like beaten senseless, and I guess he's also suffering from like the oleander poisoning from before, uh, he tries to run off, but then Shuichi goes full on, uh, full on Terminator mode and just like shoots him right there. So that was cool. That was like the first time Shuichi actually killed somebody like knowingly without having to like actually have Claire do it for him or anything. So that was, that was pretty cool. That was like very character defining right there. Um, and it's also really cool too because like Shuichi actually acknowledges the fact that like, hey, everybody has their own reasoning behind like doing all the killing and stuff. And the biggest information drop we got from this episode was just regarding with how this whole game started. And I don't know, to me it's kind of silly. So basically, this girl I guess named Honoka, she found the alien. Who showed off a different form? It's like, oh, I'm an alien. Ooh. It's actually not. No, this is my human form. <laughs> and she just brings up, hey, this coin right here can be put in that vending machine, and you can bring people's wishes to life. It's like, oh, that sounds pretty fun. So we get that whole reasoning behind it because it was funny because me and David were talking about it. It's like, oh, how did this whole thing even start? 
And turns mm-hmm. out we got that reasoning from this episode. It's because this one girl from high school goes and starts it. But then, but then the most important part of that was the fact that she had a picture of her friends, and in that picture was um, Shuichi and Elena with three other with three other with the other people. And we get to see one of those people that you know we have no idea. You know we haven't been introduced yet or anything. And this guy has like a whole like lion mane thing going on with his hair and everything. I don't know. It's kind of weird. Um, and he just kicks so much ass like. He just like right off the bat, he summons like this weird stand and slices off all these like you know randoms heads off that was trying to like jump him. And it turns out that the stand, I guess, is modeled after the girl that had that first thought up of this whole game in the first place. And then the episode just ends. So again, leads a lot of mystery, but again, not much really happens in this episode. But overall, I guess it was pretty cool. Not for an episode 11, but it was pretty cool, nonetheless. <laughs> okay, and then uh, moving on to the next episode of anime, we have uh, Tower of God. Uh, we get more information about what was going on in that last part of the episode with uh, with Bam. Uh, he's looking straight at the fish from the first episode, but then he wasn't. Because it turns out it was just him looking deep into himself. I, th- I think that's what I got. I don't know. I don't know if that was actually what happened, but that's kind of what I thought. I don't know. This whole, the, the way the episode was structured was really weird because it was kind of hard to keep up with. Like, it was kind of jumping scene fr- from scene to scene. So, so after that, like, like, like a couple minutes of him talking to that big fish, he comes out and then he talks with the chairman and Rachel was there too. And then they talk about the real test that's going on. And then as that test was going on, the the, um, the the whole episode is literally the yeah. Test. It was the test, but not but no 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 not the administrator test, the regular Just test. The regular Everybody test. else was taking that. You know, Rack, um, Rack, Anux, and Dorsey, Shibisu. They were all there. They were all doing their own thing, and it involves like catching these dolphins that are act that seals. They're seals. They're not dolphins. They're seals. Yeah. <laughs> it's annoying. No, they're dolphins, man. <laughs> yeah, they're, totally. They're dolphins. Seals are just these shark-looking things. They're <laughs> fake. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, yeah, yeah, and then they have to fight off this bull that's not a bull. It's like a weird human-alien thing with a one eye and a side mouth. I don't know, it's weird. Very, very, um, very, I don't know, HP Lovecraftian kind of thing, but it eats people kind of but it wanted to eat the se- the dolphin seal thingy and dolphin. then shibisu like yeah shibisu like tries to attract its attention but then endorsey and anuk get in they square off with each other but then they kind of like take turns they don't take the salt they don't take that thing seriously too much because you know why, why should they they're powerful shibisu is just kind of you know he's just a fodder you know he's just uh he's just uh he's just a dude that just kind of it's just kind of funny um and then what else? Like I said, it's all over the place because you have like Rack and 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 the Piccolo dude kind of like just kind of like staying up at the top to take out these goblins because these goblins no they, have, they were, no they were just bored they were just standing by they're standing they by standing. yeah because they're the spear guys so they have to like act a standby and then you have the reconnaissance you have Lowry the the sleeping bag dude and you have the the little like blonde girl 
who are acting as reconnaissance because she can like actually control animals. Now, the one piece of info that was actually really important was when Kuhn was kind of um, scoping everything out in his little computer room. Uh, he was asking her, it's like, hey, you know, animals, they can control animals, right? And she's like, yeah. Um, and he brought up, it's like, hey, could they also control bulls or, you know, whatever? And she said, yes, but technically speaking, only a ranker can do that. And so that kind of kind of like kind of spark some ideas from that later of course we find out that that is the case because as as the fight with the bull goes on it turns out that the bull itself had some unnatural power-ups and how is that possible well, well it because first, it first ran away well yeah it was running away it got his ass kicked at first and then it ran away and dorsey was the one that kind of you know was just kind of playing around with it you know not taking it seriously but then she goes after him, and he was ambushing her and everything. And turns out he got a big buff of, of strength and everything. But overall, it, yeah, it turns out he was just being controlled. And who was controlling him? Boom! It was actually the sheep sensei dude. That was actually not the sheep sensei because he's from the guard that is supposed to kill any abnormalities. And what abnormalities are we talking about? Well, it's Anuk, of course, because Anuk is not an actual princess of Jihad. So, what do you do about that? Well, easy. You just kill her. Because his brother birth itself was a mistake. <laughs> um, uh, brings brings um, Endorsey over, you know, knocks her unconscious, and gives her the sword that Anuk had originally, the, uh, what was it, Green April, and says, okay, use this sword killer now now this is where the episode ends now unfortunately now you might be thinking why am i not talking about ben or or rachel in this case well that's because the entirety of the episode literally has rachel and bam kind of in this weird virtual reality bubble staring at fish and just talking about their past experiences they, they didn't really add much to the story at all they just kind of like did their own thing um, as far as I, as far as I can tell, the main bulk of the episode was just mainly between Anuk and, and, uh, and Endorsey and kind of like what they were going through with this whole assassin and Rack and the Piccolo dude was there. Oh, Piccolo dude messed up hard though. Cause <laughs> the goblin was just kind of like kind of going for them. And he just chucked the, he just chucked the spear right, right there. It was like, Oh no, my hand slipped. And they just have to run away. Uh, nothing again. Nothing. Nothing of value really I, I much happened. I don't think his hand slipped. I feel like he, he was got controlled. controlled yeah. I don't. He says that like, oh, my hand kind of moved on its own. I think that was just an expression. You I don't think, think you that think was. So? Yeah, that's kind of weird though. I was like, I feel like this is kind of an expression. The dude, because the dude is cowardly. He was willing to just kind of abandon everybody. Yeah, so. but I don't think he would have chucked that shit perfectly. I guess not. The guy was just, the guy's not really that important in the in the power height in the power tier or anything. So who knows really? Um, and then but, with the Anuk thing, it was it was pretty crazy because yeah, the Anuk one was that that one definitely caught my attention. She, she was pretty much pushing the 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 sheep dude was pushing way too much on her. Oh yeah. The, yeah, the she was. She did not have. Yeah, she did not have a chance. The way he even introduced her was just a matter of, hey, um, yeah, I, you know, you're not. It's like the real Anuk. It's how your how your mom was the real Anuk, and he brings up the fact that she had he has the necklace, 
and everything. So that immediately just kind of just like set her off right then and there. Like no questions asked. Like he knew that okay, this 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 dude is about to die. <laughs> uh, but the tables are of course turned, and then that's how we led into the whole getting in Dorsey to kill her. So what's gonna happen next episode? Yeah, and and Dorsey we'll was fighting the 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 what was it called the bull? But the bull was over, yeah the like, bull didn't, too powerful. Yeah the bull like but I said the she, bull just got powerful. She realized that it, it, this is not the the bull that she fought before. Well, I thought I figured it was it just got a power buff because it was it was the same bull, but it just got a buff because of um because of the because of the, the sheep, the sheep guy, yeah. No, I think he, he controlled it. Yeah, he was controlling it. Yeah, that was confirmed. That was confirmed. Yeah. Like that's why I said like Anuk, no, not Anuk. Kun bringing it up was kind of what led to that because you know that was kind of like an illusion in a way. Mm-hmm. It was alluding to that happening. Yeah, that was a pretty good episode. It was, uh, again, we'll have to wait until what happens next episode to see what will happen. Okay, and then the next anime we're going to be talking about is Princess Connect Redive. Um, this episode is also another wholesome episode. Well, mostly wholesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, it starts off with Pecorine uh, trying to wake Carol up because uh, you know she just kind of wants to take her nap. She wants to take her cat nap. She doesn't want to have to deal with this. Uh, but as soon as Pecorine realizes that she's now opening the door, she just gets super worried. And Carol's like, oh, yeah, I'm already up. And then, bam, she <laughs> she crashes through the window and, like, just messes up her room. But more importantly, messes up the, the doll. The real question is that how, how did she how did she get up there? She probably she, jumped. She, 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 went no, she jumped. A, she, she went up. With a good dash and then a high jump and then through the window. She she stuff. Mario she Mario triple jumped. That's what she did. <laughs> yeah, she 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 just immediately went for that dash and then just whoosh, just you know tore tore through the window. But of course not before uh, destroying her 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 stuffed animal. And that just that just destroyed her right there. Carol was like, oh my god. You- Pecorine, you darn, you darn did it again! <laughs> you destroyed my, you, you destroyed my stuffed animal like that. Oh, then, what does she call him? Dumb, dumb pecorine. Dumb, uh, d- dumberine. 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 Yeah. I, I read that when it said that at first. I read it as Dumbledore. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> I was like Dumbledore. Um, but um, so Pecorine promises, uh, you know, they'll go into town. They'll try to fix it. Uh, but as that was going on turns out there's some shadowy figures in the round but the figuratively and, and literally the shadows came back yeah the shadows come back in this episode uh not really with an organized motive like from the the arc before when they were featured uh but they were still kind of just being a nuisance all around but unfortunately our heroes aren't the ones that take care of it it's actually a different faction and it seems to be the past group that Yuki was hanging out with before. Um, that's as far as I can kind of tell. Um, overall, uh, with this second group, uh, they know much about him, but not the other way around for obvious reasons, because Yuki's kind of amnesiac. But yeah, with this whole shadow thing kind of being a problem, uh, Yuki kind of goes in on his own thankfully doesn't get too hurt because his big sister comes in 
Uh, I forgot what their names were. I'm going to put it up on the screen as kind of like these characters kind of progress. But the big sister comes in and saves him. But not before kind of dashing it on her own. Because it turns out that they're supposed to be his protectors. Even though he doesn't remember them, they're still out to watch his back. And from this group that we have... That was, again, Yuki's previous group. We have Yuki's big sister, and we have Yuki's little sister. Now, <laughs> what's funny about the little sister is that the little sister is really brash, kind of like a tsundere type. Uh, but as soon as she kind of, like, goes too crazy, the big sister immediately just headbutts her, and then she immediately forgets what happens. And I, I was just kind of joking, being like, okay, you know what? Maybe he's not the true amnesiac. Maybe it's her. Because just imagine how many times she did that, and then she's just kind of like, what, like, it's like full-on memory wipes. It's like men in black every time. It's just like, look into the light. Psh! Damn. Loses her memories. Um... But yeah, so overall, the main conflict of this episode, well, besides, of course, the whole sewing thing, you know, to kind of fix the doll, is uh, Yuki himself. Uh, Yuki is a very big part of the episode, kind of like understanding his past, more or less. And um, after this whole shadow squabble happened, um, Yuki and Kokoro go get a hot dog, which is actually what the episode itself is based off, but, you know, named off of. Uh, and oh my gosh, Kokoro just adorable. Every time like she tries to help out <laughs> Yuki, you know, trying to clean up, you know, clean clean his face and everything like that. She goes in, gets her, gets a little paper towel, gets a rag, and tries to no, wash the, it off. Was it before that or yeah, before um, that? It was no, Carol. no, no. The the shadow incident happened before that. Before no, no, the hot I meant dog. The, the Carol. Oh, Carol. That was I think that was. That was kind of happening as the episode was going on. Like it was, it started off with Carol like being at home, and she said, "Hey, I should probably go check in with uh, with Master, you know, because she's reporting to her Dark Lord to observe uh, Pecorine." Um, but as she was doing that, she got she grabs a she grabs a handful of flowers. She realizes, oh, these, these flowers are really pretty. Okay, and now, takes it now to I the remember. castle. That's, that's a bit later on. That's then. a little yeah. bit later, but I, I feel like it can kind of be inserted pretty much anywhere in the episode because that's that's Carol's side of the story. Yeah, that was its own thing. That's its own well, thing. Yeah, it has no it has no bearing in what was going on with Yuki or the others. Um, but I, but going back with Yuki, um, so. As she kind of, as Kokoro was trying to wash up her rag, um, the little sister was right there, <laughs> kind of with this dark aura, just kind of like hiding in the background. And she immediately consult, con, con, confronts uh, Kokoro about it. Like, oh, you're the, what are you, what are you, what are you to my big, to my big brother? Who are you? What are you doing here? All this kind of stuff. And so. As she, as the little sister was going crazy, big sister comes in, <laughs> headbutts her, just Doinks. amnesia. Yeah, keeps doinking, keeps her. doinking her with her head. Yeah, just that full on amnesia. <laughs> those those impacts though, they're they're hilarious. I know those are oh, those are those are great. And it has that like nice crunchy sound, and then she just kind of like sees like birds for a little bit. Oh, birds. Oh. <laughs> um. And so they, they kind of introduce themselves, you know, they all have, like, formal introductions and stuff. Uh, but as they were kind of, like, peering off to kind of, like, see what Yuki was doing, they realized the, the hot dog fell down. And so Yuki is more than likely in trouble. So they ask around the village. The villagers say, hey, I saw this guy. He got kidnapped, but 
ain't looking too good, boss. He's probably donezos. So with that information, they go in and confront this big, heavily guarded castle. They go into the castle and realize that it wasn't even Yuki that was <laughs> that was being strung up. It was one of the one of the one of the um, one of the bandit dudes that became uh, that became Pecorine's, uh you know friend. Uh, Charlie is his name, the guy with the weird blonde hair dude thingy. <laughs> but the thing that got me was the fact that the boss was actually the same bubble bass dude, the big fat dude, and he's. Okay, so originally when we saw him, he was really big. He was really big. He came in. He had a he had a he had a presence. But then the next episode, he became skinny and he kind of went from bubble bash to being dalsim. But now this dude comes in and he's like he's back to his original self, but even larger. And by larger, I'm literally like he's like somebody got up like a like a giant ray from Honey I Blew Up the Kid and just made him huge. And he has this like he has this he has this hot girl like on his neck too like it was like weird it was like seeing Jabba the Hutt man it was weird <laughs> so but as soon as they see him though as soon as they as soon as he he him as soon as he sees Pecorine he's like oh no 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 <laughs> at, at the end it it just cuts to to them surrendering yeah they just surrender right off the bat they, so they give up the dude yeah so technically speaking it was kind of like it was kind of pointless to show that but it, it the, these guys are great though <laughs> i like funny. i like these background characters um so you know since this whole fruitless endeavor happened they go to the guild and decide to put up a little ransom note and the ransom <laughs> the not the ransom note but the lost and found note and the lost and found has this funny picture of of like this funny picture of yuki it's just kind of like a little stick figure. It's kind of, kind of, kind of adorable. But lo and behold, as they put up the poster, it shows up. It turns out that Yuki was just fine all along. A little scuffed up, but not not too bad. And he actually did a really difficult quest. Uh, <laughs> the reason why he did the difficult quest? Well, it's pretty simple. Um, as he Go, was going eating, back to the going back to the hot dog. Going thing. back to the hot dog. As he was eating the hot dog, he realizes that uh oh, the one crazy girl from the hospitals is here. Immediately drops it, runs away, and as soon as he hit a wall, it, guess what? It was the bulletin board, and it had all the jobs. And the one he came across was this was this rainbow silkworm um, uh, quest, and he did it all by himself. He defeated the boss. Almost got eaten, but he 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 went and conquered, and he got the goods. And yeah, things were uh, things were kind of peachy for Yuki, and you know him him not dying. Which which thankfully I think I should have addressed this before, mm-hmm. uh, but we got a comment from the last episode uh, talking about the the what happened in the episode after. And yes, he he actually he he was regurgitated back. <laughs> and he is among the living, which is why, even though he died last episode, um, he is alive, you know, in this episode, thankfully. <laughs> I just thought I needed to address that. But yeah, all's well that ends well. Oh, and of course, uh, with Carol, uh, with, when she grabbed the flowers and such. Again, this happened, like, in between the whole, the main plot of what was going on. Uh, so it doesn't really have much bearing. Uh, she goes to see her master, and it turns out her master is kind of, you know, focusing on making more shadows. And this time with masks, and they're called personas. Not my word, that's theirs. I, it's, 
I t- I'm telling you, that has nothing to do with me. I get it. <laughs> but, uh, and of course, you have this classic trope of like, oh, this dark, ominous shadow was walking past, and the flowers I had are all dying. She didn't like the flowers, and Carol's starting to have second thoughts as to whether or not this is this should, you know, something that she should even be doing anymore. Uh, but as she was kind of bummed out and goes back to the house, um, the the guys were coming back. Like the group themselves no, were coming she, back. She got to she got to the house. No one was there. Yeah, she got to the house. No one was there, and she, she was kind of bummed, bummed out. Bummed out yeah. And as you know, as she was kind of like the realization that he was there, that's when the group came and they said, "Hey, welcome back. <laughs> we're back." And things are things are kind of well. And then I guess they showed that the they sewed the teddy bear with the with the the, the rainbow. Yeah, so, yeah. They so they showed the they showed yeah. that they fixed Pe- the Pe- teddy Pecorine bear. Yeah, was holding the teddy bear. They they like fixed the stuffed animal. It has the little silhouette of the rainbow silk and everything. Because yeah. it turns out that the the thing that the Yuki did the the quest actually involved the, the, the silk itself. So yeah. they were able to actually patch it up there. So that was really sweet. <laughs> Oh, and of course, even though the episode was over, we did see what happened afterward, and it turns out that the um, the master of those two sisters uh, are also we're also talking with uh, with one of the I don't know gods or such, talking about this great calamity of, of some kind that was about to go on, and that was pretty much that was pretty much the episode. Um, we got to see that part, so. If you guys leave a comment regarding what like, whether we saw the whole thing, there you go. We saw the whole episode. Okay, and now moving on to our next anime is, of course, BNA. Brand new animal. And this, of course, is continuing a plot line that is super deep. Because the mayor is in a lot of deep shit in regards to the human government. And Shiro is a wanted criminal working with the mafia. With that being said, what else could possibly go wrong? Well, at first, nothing much because um, Nazina uh, decides to just just come out with the truth. Say, hey, I'm uh, I'm a human. Uh, you know, you guys are summoning. You know, you guys were worshiping me as Ginro, and you guys are going to the live event. Which, by the way, that's actually really interesting that um, the. Ginro organization or so is makes an idol event with uh, Nazana and kind of makes this into their this huge gig that's supposed to happen and it also coincides with the fact Nazana wants to be an idol and everything so that that whole that whole thing is set to go off and in that they were thinking it's like oh you know I'm gonna be admitting to the fact that I'm a human it's gonna go great you know it's gonna be have us tight knit. It's gonna be great, but of course, uh, Shiro realizes that uh, no, this uh, is probably definitely not a good idea. <laughs> uh, so him and the mafia go in, and they they kind of they kind of more or less storm the the stadium as to where the show is happening. The show is gonna be a huge deal, huge huge deal. To the point where, uh, where, uh, where Michiru's uh, caretakers even build a mech. <laughs> mm-hmm. They build a robot <laughs> for Ginro. So it was a huge deal. This is a whole as being televised. Everything was going to go unhitched. Um, but as 
as um, Michiru was uh, able to use her her second animal, you know, she was able to transform, sniff out what was what was going on because she saw she thought she saw Shiro. Shiro disappears, so she uses her she, she transforms into a wolf and uh, sniffs out his scent. Turns out he's actually here, and he confronts him right when he was about to go into position with the gun and everything. And she was like, no, you can't shoot her. No, no, no. And he actually explains as to what was actually going to happen. And he explains like, hey, if she explains to everybody that she is actually a human and not Ginro, shit's going to go down. And there's going to be a lot of people just going kaiju mode, just going berserk. Like everybody in the stadium is going gonna, is gonna to be affected by this negatively. Because that, that apparently was what triggers it is that negative emotion. Realizing that this is actually going to be a huge problem, Michiru is just like, okay, you know what? Let's, um, we're gonna, I'm gonna make sure to make this right. I'm gonna make sure to actually get to, uh, get to Nazuna and let her know that, no, we can't do this at all. While all of that is happening, Boros is just leading his, his, uh, direction. Yeah. How he wants this to happen. Yeah, because Boris is completely in on this. I mean, it's already pretty much confirmed that Boris and uh, and Alan are all are all like one one faction. So this is so will so with that Boris is just basically trying to ready this whole thing up. He's trying to speed things up. He's trying to say, okay, okay, you can go ahead and say it right now. Um, the, the crowd is at this peak level of excitement. I know it's a little early, but just go ahead and say it right now. And as she was about to say it, Mitru hijacks the mech and just says, Hey, don't do it. <laughs> and Nazuna thankfully understood and she actually doesn't do it. But then immediately, as she was kind of like saying, like, Hey, you know, thank you for the, the support and everything like that. She, she diverges all that. Uh, Boris comes in and just, just, just messes everything up. Of course he would. He just, he has proof and everything that, uh, that uh, Nazuna was a human. A phony. He's a phony, and everybody just goes full on riot mode, and it's not just like, like I said, not just like regular riots, but full on kaiju she's not mode. Wolf Jesus, yeah, she's not Wolf Jesus, and everybody just goes full on kaiju mode. And as that kaiju mode goes off, actually a little bit before I, the I kaiju live. mode goes I off, yeah, I know. Um, Shiro goes off and um, and goes and tries to. Um, Shiro actually tries to go around and uh, is confronted by the police. But when that happens, the the whole uh, medical, like this Alan Silvasta um, droids or whatever, they're like literally right there. Because again, this is all organized. The whole uh, Shiro, the whole Ginro cult and Alan Silvasta uh, pharmaceutical company, they're all in on this. They know what's about to go down. And so with that, they they just organize everything, and everything is just kind of going south. Everybody turns into big, giant, burly animals, and the droids are just coming in and just in, and just injecting all of them and just sedating them. Like, it's just a nightmare. All in all, and then Nazuna being the tall target of all their rage and anger and everything, uh, Michiru is actually having to you know rescue Nazuna, and oh, it's just it's just and, awful. And then with the. The actual Wolf Jesus. He was, oh he my gosh! A, he got yeah, a flashback. Shiro gets flashbacks. Yeah. yeah, and it's all while the mafia and the mafia is really cool too. Like, cause oh yeah, they... the, the no. <laughs> b- before this happened, he had his posse. Uh, it looked like a posse. Yeah, <laughs> they looked like a, a mafia 
group and shit. They had the group and everything, yeah. and they were just uh, they they just looked like they looked like they were ready to kick so much ass, yeah. Um, and they were too, because they they didn't they didn't transform. They were just kind of like shooting around, you know. They're yeah. taking names because in because in this episode he's not wearing, you know, he's not a detective of wearing a jacket. Yeah, he's he really has this like, like leather jacket leather and everything. Jacket yeah, that's really stuff. cool. Um, but unfortunately, uh, as he's getting those like horrific flashbacks, uh, he. He loses himself he, too. No, well, he was he was fighting most of them, but he can't. He couldn't stop these no. robots. There was way too many robots for him to stop. It was just so it was it was just a nightmare for just, him. Yeah, just everyone was just changing, and and everything that was happening. He was like he didn't want uh, the people to the beastmen mm-hmm. to turn just back to humans. You know. Yeah. The, the like we said earlier, the flashbacks were just hitting him and. It was just hitting him and hitting him and hitting him, hitting him until mm-hmm. he be- finally became the, the the creature and stuff. The creature from within, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so Michiru, it was just awful. Uh, Michiru comes in. Yeah, it tries to knock some sense into him, but unfortunately, <laughs> okay, she he didn't eat her all the way, but you know she takes a bite out of her, and that's where the episode ends. It's uh. So I have to wait and see. Next episode is going to be the last episode, so we'll have to wait and see. I'm calling this right now. They're going to go into space. This is a trigger anime. They're going to go into space. But I don't know yet, though. We will see. We'll see what happens. All right, and the next episode of anime we have is Sing Yesterday for Me. And it actually starts off really weird because I didn't even know this was going to lead off into this. Um, so you start off with the police, like, outside of Haru's house. And it turns out that Haru's house was actually uh, ransacked. Well, not ransacked, but a, but a burglar. A burglary had happened, and she called the cops. Cops came, and uh, Riku was the only person that I guess was kind of like in the vicinity that she wanted to call. And Riku showed up and said, "said Hey, you know, I, I get you know you're really scared right now, so I'm just gonna like you know if it's okay, I'll stay over here and um, I'll help you out." I'll I'll stay I'll the be night. I'll stay the night and help protect you. At first he was thinking about it, but then <laughs> she she you know she she felt alone. Uh-huh. She didn't want to. You can't leave this defend defenseless girl, but you know yeah, you know, he wants to be chivalrous. chivalrous. <laughs> so so he ended up staying over. Yeah. So you think that what 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 happened with this is kind of gonna gain points for the Haru meter um but uh actually kind of the opposite because later we see that uh ha- that that Riku well, the, the, and Shinako pre- no but pretty much what we saw in that beginning part is like I'm 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 just staying just to take care of her yeah it was just it was just to take care of her um cuz you know, nothing... wake up in the morning and mm-hmm. he left yeah uh, and after he left, uh, Shinako and Riku were actually able to go to each other's uh, houses no, to the much market, more frequently. Man. Oh no, the market! Oh, the market happened. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> uh, the market. Oh my goodness, I have to just mention this right now. But the market just looks so photorealistic. It was just insane. <laughs> 
with just how realistic it all looked. Like, it looked like I was actually there. <laughs> it looked like an actual Japanese thing. And then after the market scene was when they, uh, when they were at each other's houses. Well, it was, it was Riko in Shinako's house, and then Shinako got a call from Ro saying that, like, hey, I, we have fish and stuff, and if you want to prepare it for us. It was really weird, too. Like, the whole, the whole exchange was handled, handled so awkwardly. Like, it was like, Shinako wasn't even going straight with the fact that, hey, I have company at the house. I was just thinking to myself, why not just tell them outright that you, you, you that we have company here? It doesn't make sense that that he's like right there but and like, you just can't. Does she have feel? Does she have feelings for him, or does, do you think it'll hurt? Or I, yeah, like I was, was, I was still confused. I was I was, I was questioning myself. Not yeah, the anime it was, at that point. I'm like, what, it was kind of dumb all around. What's happening here? Yeah, no. Through well, not only that scene, but throughout the whole, the, the whole uh, episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was a lot of weird instances just going on in general. Uh, Rico being the nice gentleman that he was, he was saying, "Hey, should I just go?" And and she you know, like, "Yeah, I'm sorry, but." I, you know, Rico is, uh, Rico, Ro is, uh, gonna have his exams, so that's why I kind of need to, like, be around him and help him out, uh, but thankfully, I guess, uh, we cut to another, I guess, night, where it was actually the opposite, and Shinako was actually at Rico's house, you know, they drink and everything, and as Shinako was leaving, uh, Rico was kind of buzzed and about to go, go in for a kiss, and she says, not yet. Now, when she said that, I actually didn't know that they were a couple. Like, actually legit a couple. I guess the, the exchange that they had, like, pre- like the previous episode was just enough for, for them to actually start going out. But the and, fact and that... I guess time has passed some time. Time has passed, yeah. Apparently, they... It, and, okay, so not to go too ahead of myself. Actually, just to continue off from the scene... Um, so like, they're talking and everything because we were confused at a point too where it yeah. was like was this the next day when they I didn't know did yeah that? yeah I legit didn't know so so Haru Haru was oh yeah being, we forgot to talk about Haru yeah yeah no I know this is a mostly a Shinako episode yeah. um but Haru was actually coming back and then she had like you know some goodies and stuff That's, that she wanted this to this was an important part that we skipped kinda. yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, go 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 anyway so she goes I'm glad Omar's not here <laughs> uh, so 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 Haru brings in the, the, the some goodies and stuff to give to oh, give she, to Rikuo she, she goes to her job and then she, she oh yeah well, she that, makes the the special she makes Haru, a chocolate cake yeah cho- the Haru chocolate cake yeah and um, it looks really good <laughs> and she um he goes to Rico's apartment and then she realizes that she's hearing other voices voices actually Shinako and Rico comes out Shinako comes out and things get super awkward um by that I mean uh <laughs> Haru gets the sudden realization that Shinako kind of won mm-hmm. yeah Haru is uh, mentioning the, 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 the expression she gives and then she, she goes behind him. <laughs> oh my god. It hurts. It honestly hurts and it was so it was so interesting too because like me and David predicted that she's just gonna drop the bag and just run off and she actually does. She actually does like, like in, about in to a drop moment, the bag. A For a moment she dro- yeah. almost drops the bag and then she picks it up and 
she tries to play it off and oh my gosh it it hurt it, it it hurts and i'm just like i said i'm just glad omar wasn't here cuz this would have tore my man's heart up in two <laughs> on top of like haru and it was just yeah so okay i'm i'm just getting a little bit emotional here but so shinako explains that like shinako so haru quote unquote understands like what happens and everything and then we pass and then we move on past this uh past what was going on here and they and yeah and, and that's well, when they explained that like haru the, and no, no, shinako and riko were actually going out for three months for three months right. three months so apparently in between the new year's and now is three months so that's a crazy amount of time that went by and it was it was a lot of it was a lot of just like small things after that um but, after but this the exchanges that, i guess like later on uh the the what's her name again the the short-haired girl shinako shinako yeah she uh she goes with the friend to the bar yeah and uh, the friend asks like they, oh, what have you guys have you guys done the thing yet and i i thought it was just i thought it was actually just sex i i honestly thought it was just them like you know just doing that or but done anything or just general. done anything in general but apparently but that was, no, your, they didn't that even was kiss. Your, your big thing yeah. that was my thing yeah i was just thinking like you know they have to have done something because i didn't even know they were dating because he tried to aim for a kiss yeah like we said earlier when but yeah when he was when he was buzzed he was actually trying to aim for a kiss yeah but then she happened. said it wasn't they weren't ready yet so that's when i was thought okay what's actually going on and that's when they discovered that's when we discovered they, as the audience that they were actually going out yeah I didn't even know. I, I was just saying they're just they're just super friends. They're su- <laughs> no, but he even says it in the anime. Yeah, they're just really, really, really good friends now, besties. Yeah, but <laughs> God, but it's not even friend zone. They're I guess they're going out by definition, but it's just he, so but he, wholesome. But, he, but he's trying. He's yeah. trying to make it more. You know, it's, but I guess it's on it's on the it's on her. Yeah, it's 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 something else. Um, but the real, the real, um, how should I put it? The real spice to this episode. So, so remember guys that Haru was the one that found out about this in her own way. However, as Rikuo is as outside of Shinako's apartment and Shinako kind of jokingly oh, says. We, we forgot. Huh? Uh, oh, Ru was, uh, Ro? 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 Yeah, 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 yeah Ro. He, he was, uh, he graduated and stuff. And yeah. He so somewhere. he's, uh, so he needs help moving out and uh, moving to his own place. Yeah. So Rico was actually trying to uh, get, was trying to, you know, just trying to set up some dates and stuff and. You know, it just kind of it just kind of feels all natural. It's like you know, you can't, I can't make it because I have to help out Ro, uh, help out Ro move. And he said, well, you know, that makes sense. Oh, that's understandable. Because um, he at first uh, he he wanted to mm-hmm. go to the aquarium with her. You know, yeah, have, he wanted to go to the aquarium with her, have some, a good time, make something you know good. Yeah, you know, just make, just have a good time in general. But then that's that's when she came up with all the. I guess I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Just all the excuses. <laughs> um, but when, when they go to uh, Shinako's apartment, Shinako invites him over. He humbly declines. And then as she said, oh, okay. Riku's like, hey, I just noticed you kind of took that sigh of breath right there. <laughs> and you said, I said, uh, I was like, I can't make it. 
And as that happened, Ro was right there, and he gets the sudden realization that, wait a minute, these two are dating. <laughs> so, and that's kind of where the episode ends. We, we don't know as to whether or not, um, how he's going to take it. Definitely not similar to Haru, because Haru and Ro are quite different in regards to how they... I think he's going to get pissed. Oh yeah, he's going to get super duper pissed, and he's going to be really vocal about it. But that was the episode of uh, Sing Yesterday for me. We'll just have to wait and see. And thankfully, we have five more episodes after this. So we have a lot more in star. Now, next episode is Kaguya-sama Love is War. Um, and usually, a lot of goofs and gaffs. This anime is goofs and gaffs incarnate. But man, this episode hit very di- hit, hit different. Yeah, man. In a good way. This one was, there was no comedy in this one, man. There was no comedy, and this instead was... it was an episode dedicated to our boy, Yu Ishigami. Yup. And his back his backstory. Yeah, so, so a couple. How, so I guess to show how, why why he is what he is right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, in the past episodes, you know, yeah. why he's always down and why is he always, you know. Oh, he's quiet. He's very distant, like, yeah, distant. in general. In this episode, we finally get a lot of info of him. And yeah. A lot of info is um is definitely uh, definitely understating it because oh my gosh. So so they, so a couple episodes ago, we actually had some. We actually had a little bit of um, backstory as to kind of like what what his whole deal was about. He. He punched this. He punched this girl's girl. Uh, he punched this girl's boyfriend, and he got in trouble. And so he got. So he was basically suspended for the, throughout the throughout the whole rest of the year, and he wasn't allowed to come back. And you know, which basically carried on over to his high school years. No, well, well pri- no, no. Well, pr- prior to that, the whole the whole reason and all that because mm, he liked the girl. Yeah. Which actually gets explained in this episode way more in detail. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it turns out that the girl that he was trying to protect and everything actually shows up. And given the context of kind of what went down and everything like that, she never really forgave him. And because of that lack of forgiveness, he he realizes that, wait a minute, I'm not deserving of any of this. Because he was actually having fun. Because it all starts off with the whole cross-dressing thing that was established a couple episodes ago where where Ishigami is trying to like cross-dress for the, for the event, uh, for, his, uh, for his cheerleading event. But as he was having fun, that was when, that was when, that was when the, whole, the whole reality hit him that he's basically meant to suffer and not really have like any of that happiness because of his past sin that he did and the sin that he did was you know went more into detail in regards to what was going on so basically to give a gist of what happened he was in middle school he was pretty much a loner but he had a lot more of a he had a lot more of a positive outlook in that regard his sense of justice was like was was really was was really big um, and he notices that this girl that was in his class was really nice to him, and she would always try to give him motivation, motivation and such, and always talk to him about him and all that stuff. And he he felt that little joy from that. Um, later on, she later on through the years, she gets a boyfriend, and he said he said in his words, "If it is anybody else, he'd get sick in the stomach." But for her. He was he was actually content and he was actually happy with the fact that she found happiness. 
But he later discovers that the boyfriend is actually not all that he, that he seems to be. Cheater. He's a cheater. He's a two-timer swindling bastard. And he plants a microchip, trying, you know, tries to actually uncover what the hell he was he was all about. And it turns out, yeah, he's a definite grade A scumbag. This boyfriend was. He's a popular kid. He's a, he's a captain of the theater club or whatever. And yeah, all kinds of messed up. Um, messed up to the point that Ishigami, when he confronts him about it, he's like, okay, just let her go. If you're going to do what you got to do, just if you want to keep going out with her, you should just stop with this whole cheating shenanigans and just do what you got to do. He's being a good guy about everything. But then, of course, the the, the bastard the bastard boyfriend pulls up his phone. He's like, hey, you know what? Well, you know, if you want, you know, I can give you like a little bit of a, if you have a little bit of fun, you know, it's like, hey, look at this, right? Jeez. And that just, mm, that just made his blood boil and just started beating him up. I was actually super happy when he was doing it because I was like, just, just, just mess him up, you know? And unfortunately, it was, it was just, it was just all like kind of messed up on him because he was, as he was beating him up, you know, she comes in, the girlfriend comes in, she was just confused as, as all hell and there was a crowd and all around it was just awful. You know, the, nobody understood what the context was and they were just thinking that Ishigami was just gone psycho, psychotic. And so they just caught, kept calling him names and the, the theater guy was, you know, again, since he's in theater, he was pulling out an act that oh, this is all, you know, he was beating up on me. He came up with this whole thing. And all throughout that, I was thinking about this. I'm like, man, this is, this is in a lot of ways, this kind of reminds me and of... And they were all believing him. Yeah, they were all believing this asshole boyfriend. And in my eyes, I was just thinking, like, man, this is just like, this is just really reminds me of Persona 5 with how that starts and how he gets framed for something that he had, he, he wasn't really involved and, in. And, and it's so upsetting because... He's trying. He's trying to tell the truth, like as much as he can. And yeah. No one believes him. No one believes him. Everybody had their back turned, including and with worse, including the girlfriend, the girl, the, li- the girl he liked, the girl that he liked, and. But the one thing, the one thing that he, even though he was like he was bullied because of what he did, people were putting trash in his locker, and despite all of that the teachers were just like you know chastising him like just criticizing him just yelling at him and abusing him and everything like that despite all of that and they they, they told they told him to to write a, a letter write of a, apology a letter of apology to the and guy and he was like he tried so many times to think up of an apology or to just rat out the bastard that he, that he was he was like i can't do it he never did and all throughout middle school all throughout middle school he just would not be able to write down anything anything at all but and you see the the struggle and the struggle and he kept <sighs> pushing himself trying to write it but it's i picture that that F, the the spongebob thing where he writes oh that i say yeah, <laughs> but he just keeps erasing everything, and it, the, before it, then, it work, yeah. time just goes on. He realizes that I'm really sorry for what I did, but I can't apologize. I can't apologize. I just cannot apologize for what the hell happened. He stuck with his guns. He, 
even as he was going into high school, he would not write that apology. And he was locked. Up, he was locked up in his room. Yeah, he, he locked he himself chained in his himself room and and nailed the the door to the just nailed the door. Mm-hmm. But of course, the 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 one ray of light that came in that backstory was Shirogane. Shirogane was the one that came in. He understood the gist of what happened. He read his file, and he realizes that what you did was an act of protection. You tried to protect this girl, and you were and you ended up suffering for that. You had no return. You had no reason to do so. And so he looks God, at the man. he looks at the apology. This guy, I know, got to me. This, this is this he is wrote down, "Go to hell, dumbass," on his thing. <laughs> And oh my god, when Ishigami saw that, he just he teared up and oh. I bawled up too, man. Yeah, I, I, Those I tears came. I could it I it was just so emotional and uh, yeah, because in we, general we it, it made me tear through, up. We went through all of that. All his pain was right there, man. We went through the whole roller mm-hmm. coaster. Yeah, it was again not so many goofs and gas, but oh man, some it, they they did this one really good, especially with Ishigami and. He and that's when it got to him. You know what? That's all in the past. And, and then, then he, when he gets out of his little his his dream thing, yeah, he gets out of that, and he, and so and so he realizes that like, hey, you know, I'm because what started this in the first place was the fact that he was going to be he was going to be running in, instead of instead of the instead of the cheerleading captain because the cheerleading captain strained his ankle or whatever, and it's like, hey, Ishigami, we know that you know you used to be you used to be in track, you used to be really fast in track. So that's what was that's what, what that's what got him in into the state. So then so, we so then after that we go fast forward to mm-hmm, the we fast forward to stuff. now and then that's when that's and then you see the girls saying like oh you know you you suck you know you're the reason why I was in the state in the first place and Ishigami go to hell dumbass <laughs> <laughs> he puts that he puts that behind him and just immediately darts out. Unfortunately, he didn't win. But his his his. It was so upsetting. It was too. so he, upsetting. It was upsetting to he, all of us he, he too. Was, he was down. At, he was at down, the but the but the but his crew was right there with him. No, well, he 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 tried. He started to shut himself down again because mm-hmm. he lost. Because he got second place. Yeah. Because he wanted to win so badly, he wanted to prove everyone mm-hmm. again that he's not a you know not he's not a, a loser. Not a loser. But he ended up, you know, getting himself down. But then yeah. that's when we didn't talk about it, where their faces weren't appearing like yeah. previous episodes. They too. were, they were, to his eyes, they were normies. So he didn't bother like picturing what they looked like. Their eyes were all obscured, and you could only really see what their mouth and face, yeah. mouth and face looks like. Certain times we'll see like the character's eyes, but then it would just go back to having the. The, the blank, blank expression, expression, yeah. But then, like, as soon as he kind of like opened his eyes again, that's when he realizes that these are my teammates. These are these are my people, and that's when you were actually able to see his eyes, and it was it just hit so good. <laughs> it was his episode, and oh my goodness, it was just it was just so well done. And so it actually, and then and then towards the end of that episode, it actually turns out that Kaguya was what actually. Um, Arrange, the- arrange the arrange the girl coming over, because she was actually not from the school. She was actually from a different school, 
and she just so happened to just kind of like come by and kind of like check out what to see what was going on. Oh, and it turns out that the uh, and so what what I forgot to mention was that the was that the boyfriend, the asshole boyfriend, actually broke up with her uh, days later and was actually like super paranoid because of what was going on because of the fact that Ishigami never submitted that letter of apology. So he was just paranoid as hell. <laughs> and on top of that, Kaguya actually managed to uh, managed to use some of her wealth and power and such to actually transfer the 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 boy so far away. They just never come back in his life, in her life. So, eventually, that was kind of what Ishi- Ishigami took that L for her sake. And again, it wasn't even for somebody that he knew all that well. It was just in his own good, good, good nature. But man, it was such a good episode. Like it was the end. That, that was the end, by the way. But it was just such a good episode. It, I. Like again, I'm I'm all for the laughs. I'm all for the jokes and comedy when it's you know since it's you know Kaguya since it's Love Is War, but man, it is. This one was good. This is a <laughs> the, great this, episode. This was his story. This was his story, and it was just I got to know him a lot better. Like <laughs> I I really can't wait to well, check out like we, the past we, episodes. No, and but stuff pri- to see prior him. to those episodes, we enjoyed him. Yeah, he was he was an was, enjoyable character. Yeah. Like we didn't uh, need. Cause, cause yeah, we always always talk about you know. Mm-hmm. A chica a lot and stuff. Yeah, like, but he's he's really he's entertaining too. It's funny. He is. Man. He the, is. Well, the whole the whole the whole group is always funny. There's not. Yeah, exactly. There's not one single member from the group that I don't like. Yeah. Like I love them all. Yeah, that's great. All right, now moving on to our final episode of the anime of our of our of our anime here is uh, the Great Pretender, and this um, episode three. Oh uh, my goodness! So. So this episode, so we're gonna give our. Oh yeah, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna let you guys end. know as to kind of like you know what our thoughts are or anything. <laughs> but before that, the actual anime, it's the actual episode itself. My gosh, I, I really enjoyed this episode. This episode, this episode is, was really something else. The, so the, the thing with this anime is they they show you like the scene mm-hmm. and then. Later on, no, I mean next episode. Then they show you the reason why, or yeah. how the how how it changed, or right. how 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 it got to that point. So there's gonna be like a lot of back back uh, backpedaling, yeah. like basically like backtracking to see like kind of what happened in the previous episode and stuff, or kind of like the previous story. Yeah. So we actually get a little more more a little bit more context as to kind of like what uh, Makoto did. To kind of like win the director's heart over from, uh, to, from the last episode, uh, because it showed that he was uh, that he was kind of like walking walking under the highway and stuff and the sidewalk and all that, and he, all of a sudden uh, an epiphany hit him. I was like, "What he needed to do?" So he goes to a video store and he rents out an old Steven Seagal esque movie. And I say esque because it's well, basically just Steven wait, Seagal. Didn't it start off with the LAPD. Yes, you're right. It did. Yes, yeah. it did. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. So LAPD. So In and Out shows up. <laughs> yeah, In and Out. In and Out shows up, and uh, the LAPD of course, guys. You know, in and Out is always full. <laughs> it's a it's a California thing. It's 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 gonna be full, and so we see these LAPD guys just kind of like order food, and they're they're taking forever to to order. So and then the, we see honking in the background and everything like that, and they're eating. And my 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 dude, the, the the head honcho police guy, he eats the burger. He's like, oh my god, there's pickles in it. Blah. 
throws in the burger. Toss the burger. <laughs> like man. you can't do that with an In and Out burger, man. This is, this is good regardless. <laughs> um. Uh, but yeah, then that, then after that, you find out that the LAPD is actually eyeing what was going on with the with the whole director itself. Um, and then we get the whole backstory regarding what Makoto did uh, with how to um, how he even got so, to so this whole. He, so he starts uh, seeing video uh, movies from, Steve, that, yeah. from that direct uh, from the, that the director, back. so that way he could be able to take notes. Basically, what we do what we do here yeah. <laughs> whenever so, we so, do so record for he, the podcast. He continues to uh, watch the videos, uh-huh. all, all the movies, pretty much. Yeah. Throughout the whole night. Yeah. And he acts out his master plan, which involves him, uh, quote-unquote, you know, trying to hitch out a ride to uh, back to Japan. He gets gut-punched by the, uh, I don't know, like, by like, uh, by his guard. And he gets his sent... His minion. His minion. And he gets sent over to the directors. And he explains to himself, like, hey, you know what? This miracle drug, I'm not, I'm not worthy of... Of helping you with this, you know all of that stuff, and uh, he's homesick. He's homesick. I want to go back, and the director's like, "Hey, you know what? I get it. Just you know, just watch a movie, show you what kind of what we're what we're about." And he just like he just he just fanboys all over the movie, and you know he he's, he's a con artist. You know he kind of he needs to he need he knows he knows his stuff. He knows his shit when it comes to kind of like getting the information that he wants. <laughs> and so as that was going on, he. Uh, he, he he pulls out this story right out of his ass, just kind of talking about like how he, this miracle drug. I'll give you the formula too if you just double the price. You know, I'm trying to I'm trying to tell you this right now, right? I'm trying to tell you that th- I'm trying to sell you my child. If I wanted you to sell you my child, you know, you gotta we gotta understand each other. You know, this is your children. You know, this movie's your your child. These are this is my child right here, the miracle drug. So then he put, <laughs> he makes him, you know, convinces him to pay more. Yeah, and it works so far because we cut to present day. And then yeah, yeah, continue. we cut to present day, and it turns out that like yeah, it worked out perfectly. But uh oh, money man shows up. You know, the director's money guy shows up, and. He's like, hey, we gotta check out his background. You know, we don't know what's going on. So of <laughs> course, Makoto's just thinking to himself, hey, this is kind of, it's kind of bad. I don't like where this is going. Yeah. So there was, he was sitting down all nervously and like, a, he, he didn't sent they, they, they're so professional that he literally sends goons to Japan to make sure to background check, physically background check to make sure that Makoto is legit or not. Uh, the, yeah, legit doctor. And I was so, thinking, yeah, you know, this guy, this his guess, this I, guy's goose is cooked. I, I, I already had it. I, I yeah. knew that... Uh, Lo- oh, Lauren? Yeah, yeah, Lauren had something going uh, on. Yeah. And it was great, too, because the way he did it was that he got the... Um, he got the he got the he got the con artist dude and like the former actress lady that was like that was actually like part of the pharmaceutical company that was actually making the the, the product itself the miracle drug and oh my god they had the pictures and everything and they got the quick interview done and as soon as they were gone they just hightailed it out of here and left and the real physician was like hey what's going on here <laughs> no who moved my stuff who moved my stuff Guys. around <laughs> oh my god it was great. Um, so then we come back. We cut so, back to the yeah. Then we cut back to what was going on in I'm LA. Like, oh, I I guess we're doing it. Yeah, it's like okay. So 
well, how else are we gonna like, you know keep going and going and with then this? The FBI, uh, not FBI. Oh, well, no, 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 because they because he's because he he hugged him and he's like, okay, welcome to the family. Let me show you kind of like what's going on. And that's when the FBI they they no, actually no, no, the, the LAPD was still watching. The LAPD then, was watching, and then they were like, okay, we gotta go get him. So we got this really cool car chase, and it, oh my gosh, the car chase itself was animated so beautifully. You even have like the the red lights, like you know the streaking lights that you see in like movies like Akira and stuff, and it was just so well done. Like I, it was just entertaining all around with the whole car chase, and then of course the LAPD, they were you know they were able to lose him, but it turns out that the LAPD was actually working underneath the director. So that way, the so that way the LAPD could have something to report about, even though it's not actually the case. It was actually just him just saying, "Okay, you know, you guys could just go, go do your thing." And when they finally get to the whole Coke lab, uh, they're like, "Okay, so we're here. I know you got the recipe, but once I ha- I owned a sushi chef, I, I owned a sushi restaurant, and the sushi chef that we had originally was you know left, and the sushi wasn't the same. So I want you." To show me how it's done. I want to know. Even though you got the recipe here. I want you to show me how this works. Now obviously Makoto knows that this is all BS anyway. The drug isn't an actual drug. It's just candy. So they just come up with excuses. Like hey this right here. This isn't even sterile. I can't work in this environment. I, I'm used to my lab. I'm used to my. I'm used to my lab coats. I'm used to my lab rats. So he, he, <laughs> he's pretty much digging himself a hole. He's right digging now. himself into a deeper hole than he needs to, and it is great because eventually, what happens is the director's like, "Hey, that's uh, fine. That's fine. You know what? We'll we'll stop for today. We'll stop for today. We're gonna and do we'll, remodeling. We're gonna do some remodeling. We're gonna that set you up with amazing. the house." We're going to set you up with the house, and I'm going to have one of my personal goons room with you. And it was the same goon that gut-punched him, too, on, like when he was on his way to the airport. So that's great, right? <laughs> and then and we, we get a we get a, a view when we come back to the LEPD. Yes. And um, they show so we so, Yeah, so we know that the LEPD is corrupt. You know, they're actually working underneath. But we get a straight-edged cop named... Paula Dickens. No, well, not and, straight edge cop. Uh, well, she's uh, FBI. FBI. She's FBI. Yeah, she's she's yeah. a straight edge FBI uh, named Paula Dickens that wants to get to the bottom of, of to what the hell is going on with this, this uh, with this director as well as what is going on with this Asian con artist, aka Makoto, because apparently Lawrence is a huge deal when it comes to uh, the frauding business. And the FBI wants to know what the hell is going on with that. So that's what Paula's Paula is here for. I can't wait to see what 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 more she can offer with that. Um, but that's kind of like where the episode ends. And with that being said, um, this episode sold me. I was already sold from the first episode onward, but I just for me it just kept going up and up and up with in quality. I'm just. I'm just in it for the ride. So, what is your rating so far? For, uh, so, so far, for it's an first eight. Three. First three, it's a eight point five. Eight point five. It went from a seven ish, like a high seven, to an eight point five for me. I'm just absolutely. I, I'll, I'll give it an eight right now. Eight, yeah. Eight for the three. Yeah, that's a good rating. Uh, unfortunately, you know, we don't have Omar here, but, but I'm pretty I could, sure. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, after that car chase scene and everything, if Omar, whenever you get around watching this, I'm pretty sure you're going to say the same thing, too. Yeah. We're going to continue this, definitely. 
Okay, and with that being said, all the anime that we've seen is done, so now we move on to some news. Um, so Studio Ghibli, uh, Studio Ghibli releases some photos of its first CG feature, Earwig and the Witch, and the film itself is actually going to be uh, directed by Goro Miyazaki, aka the son of Hayao Miyazaki. And it looks really interesting, like based off of the premise and stuff. Um, like it's, it's, oh, I guess and, it's based off this, of this is the first film that's gonna. Be it's the CGI. first. It's the first film that get of of Ghibli's that's actually going to be um, of Studio Ghibli that's actually going to be uh, fully CG. Yeah. It's computer generated entirely, and the visuals look pretty interesting. Um, <laughs> one one well, thing that kind of for, for, for what we got is just we have images yeah we only have images we don't know we don't have any trailers or anything like that the images look pretty good um i like the i like the character designs i don't i can't really say much about the animation since all we have are just stills um but it looks really cool like i i honestly can't wait to see kind of like what they're going to be doing with this um again it's studio ghibli so it's going to be it's going to be pretty safe to say that it's going to turn out pretty well but we'll just have to wait and see and plus it's it's even though it's you know the son of Hayao Miyazaki. We don't know as to wh- whether or not Goro could be able to um, how, continue that. Like we'll see how his direction is. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll definitely wait. We'll definitely wait and see. All right, and then the next piece of news that we're going to be following it up with is God of High School has a new anime trailer. It's well, the final trailer the final the, before trailer. the uh, before the actual premiere happens on July sixth. And we get to actually see more of the characters in this one. Um, a couple of the characters that kind of stood out for me was uh, this bat dude uh, that was kind of like introduced. Uh, we get to see like more, uh, like just this is just more character introductions in general. Um, no, well, to me, the for in general, I just like seeing the martial arts or the yes, fighting. yes. Oh, then the fighting in general. The fighting yeah, the fighting. General. Well, the fighting was more was definitely more showcased. It was definitely you know part of the the centerpiece here. It was just all around, just just a lot of fun, just to keep up with and just kind of like check out and see. It's crazy because I I was just picturing just fighting in general, but there's yeah. also weapons in there. There's too. weapons and stuff. It's it's basically all like everything goes kind of thing. Like it is really impressive to see kind of like what's what the hell's going on, and it's handled by uh, Studio Mappa. Who uh, who directed a lot of like great shows like uh, Do- like the Dororo remake, uh, the um, Inuyashiki? Like they're they're really they're a really good studio for this kind of stuff. And of course, you know it's a it's another webtoon uh, adaptation. So you know we'll see we'll see kind of where this goes. I'm excited. Me as well. All right. And now moving on from anime news, we're going to be talking about uh, some game news. Uh, Kingdom Hearts, a couple, actually not even a couple days ago, like five, yeah, five or so days ago, released a trailer uh, called Kingdom Hearts uh, Melody of Memory. It is a rhythm game uh, spinoff, Ryth- as I like to call it. Game? It's a rhythm game. No, it's, it's a rhythm game uh, that involves Kingdom Hearts 1 Sora, Donald and Goofy running along like this running along this track and you're basically hitting hitting buttons i I, it's basically persona 4 arena or like just basically no not arena persona 4 dancing like any of the dancing games this one's weirder because isn't it like just three sections yeah it's like a 3d it's like a 3d like runner it's a runner basically it's a runner but it's like you have to press the buttons and 
the backgrounds are like these are like the maps or like moments and scenes from like the other Kingdom Hearts games and it's yeah it's just it's it's it, it, I mean I would like to say it's a simple like rhythm game but no but apparently apparently that second half of that trailer showed off plot cuz you know Kyrie again spoilers for anybody that hasn't played Kingdom Hearts 3 but well minor spoilers but uh Kyrie and what what happened with Sora at the end is uh, going to be going to play a pretty big part in uh what's what's going to happen in the game and I'm really curious to see what it is so even though this is a quote unquote spin off game, it's definitely going to have a lot of bearing to the plot. I'll just say that much. <laughs> so, again, we'll see. And it's slated for a 2020 release, so it's. I think it's probably going to come out probably later 2020, like, you know, halfway, like maybe end of 2020, but we'll just have to wait and see. It's, uh. I don't know, we'll see. And last but not least, um, a couple of Pokemon announcements had happened. Uh, two, one of which is something huge for me personally. Um, Omar and David don't really care for this that much, but I most certainly do. As Pokemon Smile, I'm just kidding. No, it's Pokemon Snap. <laughs> but I guess to kind of like get Pokemon Smile out of the way, Pokemon Smile released. Um, you know, it's Shadow dropped pretty much the same time. It's an app well, that's well, meant for well, you to... We gotta say that uh, there was a Pokemon event. Yeah, there was a Pokemon event that, that happened. It was kind of it was kind of a low-key one, too. Like, they didn't really, like, advertise it on Twitter as much or just any social media in general. And it happened super early in the morning, too, like 6 a.m. Like, our time, Pacific, Pacific time, 6 a.m. Um, and, yeah, it didn't seem like there was going to be, like, a lot of, like, cool things that were going to be shown off or anything. So... The first of which, well, in that event, the first of which that we're going to be talking about is Pokemon Smile, and it's basically just an app game that you just kind of like take that you just kind of like put to your face while you're brushing your teeth, and you catch Pokemon while you brush your teeth. So that's kind of really innovative. That's really cool. Like it actually kind of gets kids to to brush their teeth way more often. So that's that's a pretty cool novel concept. I, I like it. But the thing that I wanted to talk about though is Pokemon Snap. Now. I grew up po- playing Pokemon Snap. Uh, Pokemon Snap was uh, one of my first big entries into uh, into the Pokemon games, personally, and it was just amazing. You know, you go take pictures of Pokemon and stuff. And this is gonna be a sequel. This is a full-on sequel with all the with all the different like Pokemon from now. It's also being developed by Bandai Namco, which you know isn't Game Freak or anything. So I'm really ex- I'm really excited to see kind of where this is gonna go and. I don't know. I'm just really stoked and excited for this. Uh, we'll see. It's stated to see. It's, it's slated to have a 2020 release, as far as I know. I don't even know if it's going to be a budget title or not because you know taking pictures of Pokemon doesn't sound too exciting. But oh my gosh, I feel like it's going to be it's going to be amazing to me. It's going to be amazing. <sighs> but anyway, I'm not going to gush out too much. Uh, we're going to be ending the episode right here. Uh, thank you guys so much for watching. Um, please be sure to like the video comment the video and subscribe if you guys love what you're seeing here and as always my name is robbie and this is david and we'll see you guys next week hopefully with omar bye-bye ladies